Hey friend, thank you so much for joining us once again on the broadcast. Greatly appreciate the fact that you would make this program part of your day today. Whether you're listening morning, noon, or night, I want to thank you for your investment, your listenership. It means so much. The privilege it is to have my voice being broadcast over over 100 different radio stations right now. It means a lot to me, and I take it as a weighty responsibility And today, I have the privilege of bringing back in studio my brother-in-law, Austin Marriott. Now, he fills a vital role at BTI. So much of what we do would grind to a halt. He's a lead designer. He works in the operations. He's operations manager, the financial things, the tracked fulfillment, tracked ordering. Just so many different aspects of our ministry are so vitally important, and Brother Austin handles so many of those things. Of course, my ministry, the opportunity to uh, visit and uh, preach out and to travel the country and the world, it would really be anemic if I was as tied to a desk as I would have to be if Brother Austin wasn't a part of our ministry. And so in just a moment, he's going to give a brief background for those of you just tuning in. I know we're beginning a new week, but Brother Austin's going to share with you a very special story, a story that I've heard before, but it gets me every time. It's one that I've wanted for him to be able to share with you, our listeners. Does it personalize? Does it humanize the staff and the the, the workers at BTI? Sure, it does. But that's not the reason that we're having it broadcast in this very valuable time slot right now. I believe that what you hear today and in the coming week will be a huge blessing to you. It will be an encouragement to you. There might be someone you know that needs to hear what was talked about last week and what we'll talk about this week. If you're looking for the archived versions of our broadcast, you can find it. Just search Bible Tract Echoes. You can Google it. You'll find many different ways to listen uh, on Spotify, Stitcher, TuneIn, Apple Podcasts, you name it. You can find it on YouTube. Just search Bible Tracks Inc. But today, Brother Austin's going to jump on the microphone while he's going to talk to the microphone, I think, here in just a moment. And he's going to share with us a little bit of his background and kind of tell you just a 30 seconds, a minute, about what he does at BTI, just to refresh your memory. But then I think we're talking about the fact that in your amazing adoption story, you have just we've just gotten to the place where you found out that your grandparents, your grandfathers, on really both sides biologically, are Bible-believing preachers, people of the book, and for you in your role, that's that's what that's who you are. That, that that's your legacy, and just like we have a great legacy in Paul Levine at Bible Tracks Inc., for you to find that out personally meant so much to you. So, Brother Austin, take it away. All right. Well, thank you again so much for tuning in. Uh, my name is Austin Marriott, the operations manager at Bible Tracks. Wear a plethora of hats. There at the ministry and uh, dealing with the new building, I didn't. We didn't, really didn't even dive into that, but essentially general contracting <laughs> that out and uh, making getting that done. So that's been a lot of fun. Then all the other issues, uh, things and whatnot that we uh, take care of there at Bible Tracks, and excited to be a part of the ministry. So uh, we're back in uh, now. I guess it'd be from coming from the perspective of my biological mom. Uh, it's now about probably 2006 or so. No, it'd be no, it'd be later than that. I'm sorry, it'd be about 2012 that we are sitting with my biological mom for the first time, hearing her story. And so, take you back to 1985, and uh, she's in college. Uh, it's the fall semester. 
sophomore, and she's uh, met this young man at a shoe store, and again, the friendship ensued, and one thing led to another, and she is pregnant, and telling me the uh, facts that essentially who became her father, the man who ran the girl's home, was a Bible-believing preacher, and then that the father of the man who she had gotten pregnant with was also a Bible-believing preacher. It just it boggled my mind uh, to know that that was my history. And so she left the school. She went back to the girl's home and dealing with the pregnancy. At that time, she felt that uh, she just needed to just leave from the girl's home and go somewhere to uh, to have the child have me. And so she re- she talked to um, the the gentleman there, the man who ran the home, her dad, and said, "You need to find find a place for me to go." So he reached out to some different contacts, found a place in Arkansas that a family that would take her and let her stay with them and and uh, have the child and whatnot. And so she moved to Arkansas. There came a point that uh, she made the decision uh, that she was going to put me up for adoption, and that word came to the, when she, let me back up just a little bit. When she found out she was pregnant, she went to the young man and told him, or, you know, word got to him and said, you know, this, this happened. And uh, he refused to uh, accept it. He refused to admit it. He refused. He, he denied that I was his, uh, all these different things. And so she'd moved to Arkansas and, and uh, got, made the decision that she was going to put me up for adoption. Well, word got back to my biological grandfather on my dad's side, uh, my paternal grandfather, I guess would be the way to say it. He found out that she was going to put me up for adoption. And so he reached out and expressed the interest that, you know, obviously my son has no interest in this child, but I definitely do. And I want to adopt. I, I We would love to take the child. She really struggled with that decision. And uh, she came to a point where she said, I, I just, I did not feel that that was the right thing to do. Uh, she, the way she told it to me, she said, I did not want to, you to cause a division uh, between your father and his and his father, your grandfather. And I didn't want I didn't want you growing up near a man, your father, who hated you or de- denied you. And so she said, I, I couldn't let I, I just couldn't let that happen. So one thing led to another and Stacy and Carol got word and decided to adopt me. And she was going to a church at the time there in Arkansas and the youth group really latched onto her and loved her, and uh, they she, they were all at the hospital the day that I was born, praying for her. And uh, you know, it was like I mentioned before, it was totally different times back then of having a child and really bringing a, a, a young lady on the brink of death uh, to have a child. And and uh, so they were all there praying, and and uh, I was born. And so she's telling me this story and. As she's telling me, I, my mind is just reeling with all these facts and information. And and then I, I hear that this paternal grandfather, who was a Bible-believing preacher, pastor of an independent Baptist church, just like I've been raised my whole life, desired to adopt me. And in my mind, I couldn't help but wonder, is this person alive? Are, are they still living do they have any idea what happened? Do, do they have any idea who I am, where I am, what God did, that, that I got placed into a Christian home, that I grew up in an independent Baptist church my entire life, that I've served in ministry, that I now I'm a preacher myself. Do, do, does this person know this? 
And so, you know, our, our, our time with my mom, uh, you know, we, we spent time. It's been amazing. We've been able to, uh, I have a half brother and sister and being able to, to learn that history from on her side has just been incredible. And uh, we've really just had some great relationships with them. But then as time began to progress from that moment of learning this information, my heart began to just sincerely desire to find this paternal preacher grandfather that wanted me and to let him know what happened to me. And again, kind of the same concept of being, if I had the opportunity to to reach out to my mom, to thank her, to thank her for not aborting me, those types of things, kind of the same concept with my grandfather came to my mind. I want to be, I want, all I want to do is if I could just get him a letter and let him know that I'm living, let him know that I grew up in a Christian home, let him know that I'm serving God with my life. All these different things just flooded my mind and my heart. I just had this desire. I needed to find this man. And so we began to do some some research. Some people might call it Facebook stalking. <laughs> and uh, we began to try to find all, all we knew was a last name, potentially a first name. We knew he was a pastor. We knew the town that he pastored in. And uh, so we began to reach out to some different contacts, some different friends of ours. I reached out to a, a dear friend, Miss Judy Garris, and uh, she and her her husband ran for many years a, a ministry down in the in the southeast area, that Tennessee, Georgia, Florida, Alabama, all that kind of. They just were very heavily saturated down there. And so I asked her about, do you, could you do you know a pastor by this name, this area? He pastored in this town. And she didn't really recall anything, but she she said she would start looking, and so she did some research for us and found out found a pastor, found a gentleman. He was not pastoring the church, that church at 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 the time, but we began to study and do more research and think and whatnot, and and uh, we thought, well, maybe maybe this is maybe this is him. And uh, for a long time, just had a had a lot of trepidation, just didn't know what to do. I knew. Obviously, my biological father, as far as we knew, had no desire to even have any kind of correspondence or relationship with me, denied that I even existed, that I was his. And so we were very cautious on, was my grandfather living with this individual? Were they closely tied together? What was going on? And so we wanted to make sure that we were careful in that and and not trying to hurt anyone in any way. And uh, so we we just began to continue to kind of research and search, and there was a family that uh, came to our football camp here at our church that had the same last name, and uh, the boys had they had been older now and out of the camp, and my wife and I, I we were at a wedding uh, in Iowa, just at a, a a sister church that we really didn't attend regularly, and uh, one of the boys of that family was there. And so we began to talk a little bit, and and uh, my wife asked him about, do you have a relative who's a preacher with this name? And uh, he said, yeah, I think we do. And so we tried to go that route and trying to reach him, and that took several months, and, and it just n- nothing ever really panned out that way. And uh, But it was just interesting that, that I had a, a, a distant relative, I think a, probably a third or fourth cousin that was coming to our camp ministry that I had no idea about, but that was related to me. And uh, so we began to, uh, I wrote a letter basically telling my story, explaining who I was and 
ending with, I believe that you are my grandfather. And uh, we had, again, Facebook stalked enough to figure out that this probably was the gentleman. And so I sent him a message on Messenger and uh, told him who I was, told him, you know, that I believe I was his grandson and waited for a response. And you will have to wait to hear the response until tomorrow. I, I hope you're waiting with bated breath. I, I'm, I'm having so much fun there because there's so many pieces of this that, that I, I have foggy memory of hearing before. You're going to want to join us tomorrow. I, I hope you have a great day for his glory, for God's glory. But I really hope that you tune in every day this week to continue this tour. I, I love hearing about God's hand in people's life. Don't miss it. Thank you for joining us today for Bible Tract Echoes, a ministry of Bible Tracks Incorporated. If you would like to receive a free sample packet of all of our tracks, you can contact us by calling 309-828-6888. That's 309-828-6888. Our mailing address is P.O. Box 188, Bloomington, Illinois, 61702. A faster way to contact us is to go to our website at BibleTracksInc.org. That's BibleTracksInc.org. There you will find more information about our ministry and details on how you can support Bible Tracks Incorporated. Thanks for listening, and may the Lord richly bless you as you serve Him.